Hello, it is Monday all over again, and it lasts all day, which is great. The time change didn't happen yesterday. Don't be confused. It happens this coming weekend. The time change, we will spring forward one hour. So uh, prepare for all of that. It'll make it lighter, longer, and darker later. I think that's right. I don't know. I, oh, I, sure. I, I, Fine. Is that right? Yeah. The, well, I, it's like cutting off one end of a blanket, sewing it to the other end, and saying, hey, there's more sun. Oh, well, th that was very well said. Thank you. Um, everything is... <laughs> is trying to bloom and uh, everybody it was a rough weekend uh, for basketball fans in this town on a number of levels uh the young man named john morant who has taken the nba by storm he is uh, incredible the entire league and country have seen him play in the all-star game the past couple of years he's a highlight film on espm are he's you know part of one almost every time that the team plays He's 23 years old, and he has way too much money and way too much fame too early, and there's nobody watching him. He's had some instances of trouble over the past six months. He slapped some kid in the face who was 17 years old. That one is a lawsuit. Uh, there was an incident involving him and his buddies in a car after the Pacers game here, a laser light being shined. So these two stories uh, and his father's performances at the ball games have created kind of uh, some budding image issues for John ja Morant. Well, they came to a real ugly head over the weekend. Disappointing to say the least. They, were, they played Denver and lost on Friday night. They're doing a West Coast swing. Clippers and Lakers are next. So there's an Instagram post he put up 5.15 in the morning, our time, I believe. And it's him with no shirt on in a club waving a gun around. It's an extremely bad look. And it goes on for about a minute or so. I saw it on, of course, the tacky as hell uh, uh, TMZ.com. But it went on and he was obviously had been drinking some, uh, some uh, Crystal or some Sizzurp or something, doing the ghetto thing big time. An extremely bad look. So this story spread like wildfire yesterday and today. And the team didn't use the word suspension, but he, he was sent back home for at least those two games. The NBA is doing their own investigation, uh, but he got the good advice from an attorney or somebody to get in front of this and apologize to his team, uh, the Grizzlies, his teammates, to, to his fans in, in uh, Memphis, which are, uh, it's a giant, uh, he's he's just a really um, a likable young man and a fantastic basketball player who got too much too quick and can't handle it. And he said that he was going to seek help to manage his stress and whatever. And you don't go onto Instagram when you're somebody like him, shirtless with a Glock in your hand at a club at five o'clock in the morning. Bad decision making. One of the pieces of jewelry on him, I believe, was the Nike logo. Nike signed him to a deal in 2019 and brought, I guess, his first shoe line out this past year. And he's been giving those shoes out to kids at the games and uh, doing the right thing on that. Everyone's first thought was, are they going to uh, cut him loose from this contract? Because he made the decision 
to apologize and get in front of this and use the phrase, seek help, Nike is standing behind him uh, and is not going to cut him loose, which is a relief to him, I'm sure, because that's a lot of money down the tubes. 23 years old. I didn't know much then. Uh, Wes may have known more than I did, but I wasn't <laughs> out in clubs with guns. Um, but back then, we didn't have no Instagram, did we? Uh-uh, so, no. Uh, but he really screwed up badly, which he now knows. And so that was a dominant story in the sports world over the weekend. And I, I just hope to goodness that somebody gets in this kid's ear. This kind of fame and money at a young age, it's hard to handle. And this happens over and over again, but not as egregiously as he effed up uh, over the weekend. So we wish him the best, and <clears throat> maybe he will pull it together and uh, carry on. There's lots more basketball to be played for this team. The Tiger basketball team played their last game of the season yesterday against number one in the country ranked Houston. Down to the wire, tie ball game, clock running out, Houston Hits a shot to win the game at the end of it. The Tigers have nothing to be ashamed of. They played their hearts out against the number one team in the land and lost by two at the Forum. So that's it. And now begins the AAC tournament, which starts on Thursday in Fort Worth. The Tigers will play. They're the number two seed and will play the winner of game number two. SMU and UCF will be playing in Game 2 on Thursday, Tigers play on Friday on ESPNU at 6 our time. Check that because I can't tell if this is East Coast or uh, CST. So they're on Friday night against the winner of that game I just now mentioned. So you got that going on. Today at noon is the new music cast I did this weekend. Uh, Between the Grooves, Jimmy Page before and during and after Led Zeppelin with some interview clips of Page, his involvement with the Yardbirds, Zeppelin, uh, and it goes on. So I think you'll appreciate this if you like uh, the Zeppelin work and like Page. He is indeed the master. And when you see and hear the things he has to say about how he began Led Zeppelin, um, he pulled this band together. They got together in August of 68, and they rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed everything on that record. And they went in and he said it took about 30 hours, a little bit more, to record everything for Led Zeppelin 1. And being a master producer already, that's why it sounds the way it does. Because he knew what he was doing from playing sessions. From everybody to, uh, from the Kinks, the Who, uh, Donovan, uh, Shirley Bassey, he played guitar on the Goldfinger theme, the uh, Bond film. So his life has been remarkable, and the music he has turned out during Zeppelin and after uh, has been impressive. So you'll be able to hear this today at noon and again at 7 tonight. So that's Jimmy Page on the Between the Grooves podcast and basketball news, and uh, there you go. So have a great day, and we'll uh, have more of whatever we're doing next in a moment, this is Drake Digital. Okay, Boomer, you're right. Yeah. Things yeah. younger generations admit, begrudgingly, I'm sure, that boomers are right about. Oh, okay. 
That would be your parents, you little ungrateful. (laughs) Not necessarily. Well, maybe. Or your grandparents or whatever. I don't even know what these age groups are anymore. The boomer generation is never thinking that getting a job is as easy as handing out your resume. No. That college is affordable. No. And that no one wants to work anymore. And people that get older, they do, they've gained some wisdom just from living because life is hard. And they do know some things and some things are out of touch on. But as much as it pains millennials and Gen Z's to admit, boomers are not wrong about everything. This person scrolled through Ask Reddit and found a thread asking what younger folks agree with boomers about. Reddit does not list ages, so you cannot really define which group this comes from. But here are some of the things that even the youngsters, which are now in their 30s, I guess, and 40s, and some, I don't know what this is, uh, but they agree with this, which is surprising. Being accessible constantly is a bad thing. Yes. If you aren't aware of that yet, you really need to calm down. Put your phone down. We have our phones on us 24 hours a day, but the top comment insisted that doesn't mean we're always available. The top comment laments the days when we could turn on an answering machine, go about our lives. That got 6,000 upvotes and a number of comments that agreed. Remember going home, hitting your little button, and hearing who had called you? Yep. And that's yeah. all you needed yeah. to know. Uh, the, this life pro tip is to turn your phone off or pretend you don't have it with you. If we go out to eat someplace or even at home, my phone is turned off and I check it every now and then to see if anything is going on. Number two, you're right, Boomer. People are too loud. (laughs) Yes. The stereotype of adults, and my parents did it, as did yours, turn that racket down in your room. It isn't just about music. Redditors agree that people in general are too loud. I cannot take anymore, maybe because I spent three decades in bars and clubs and at shows, but now going to eat someplace, if it's too loud, I'm leaving. I don't want to go to happy hour where somebody is playing uh, a, a, a guitar you know, by themselves and playing James Taylor over and over again. I don't want the noise. I want to eat and be left alone. This comment about people being too loud received over 5,000 upvotes <laughs> and got the Reddit gold, whatever that means. Younger generations agree. If it's a sporting event on TV in a bar, it'll be loud. That's different. But you know yeah. that going in. That's different. Right, right. But if somebody's on their speakerphone in a store or on oh, or at that's the gym, just, that makes me want to oh slap them. Oh my God. Or in, or in a movie theater and, and there's talking. No, I no, don't no, want no. to hear your conversation. That's why we quit going to movies. Um, social media is bad for kids, say the boomers. Boomers love their Facebook, this says. And they do, which is, I guess, why Facebook has, has become kind of uncool. Plus, they have ch- they keep changing things, and it's highly inconvenient. But uh, the impact that constantly being on Facebook, Insta, TikTok impacts negatively the time that you have. Uh, upvotes were at 3,000. That 
people agreed with uh, that con this constant need to be offering your thoughts on everything and reading other people's you know bullying bullshit is not necessary social media is the new genocide uh, so cut it out it's mind-numbing and it's part of the problem in general not everything needs an app <laughs> agreed um, yeah. I don't I'm, I'm trying to think about ones that are helpful uh, but you don't need to spend a, a ton of money on apps that you don't ever use if you uber a lot that's helpful yeah there are some that are helpful but some that are not this program has an app that's very important that you get that yes um, yes it's free buttons you can touch are superior to touch screens agree, agree or conditionally kind of yeah yeah conditionally they're great for phones and tablets but one person says yes. they're not needed everywhere especially in your car agree completely trying to find a button by touch allows you to keep your eyes on the road making driving safer that comment got tons of upvotes uh, most people agree regardless of their age automated customer service phone lines are going to drive people to have heart attacks or go on a killing spree trying to call your phone server your cable server and being put on phone and hearing automated music and stuff and never getting a person drives people insane. Yeah. Automated hit one for I want to talk to a person. I have yelled into a phone. I have hit zero for <laughs> oh, operator yeah. with no reaction, and no results. <laughs> I want customer service. Oh God. Yeah, no, there are times, is, but there there are times uh, when I'm just as happy to go through the couple of steps for the machine, get my get what I want done, and I I'm finished and didn't yeah. have to talk to anybody. Yeah, that's well, yeah, that is few and far between, but it's nice. Get off of my lawn. <laughs> a it's you. a cliche, but you must understand uh, that younger kids now mine do understand it because. I don't know what it is about aging or about having your own place and having a yard that you dote on. And we have spent untold amounts of money and time on landscaping and doing work ourselves on this yeah. two acres of trees and flowers and flower beds. And it's a great escape. And if you're, if you spend the most of your time, in your home and in your yard, uh, it's important to you. Young kids don't understand the work and money that goes in, into the upkeep of all of this stuff. Not As enough. they get older, they start to get it. Both of my kids have nice houses and they have learned about putting in plants and taking care of the yard and nobody wants an uninvited guest in their yard. It will also get you shot. <laughs> just as a one more addition to that and there's the liability issue so that's just as strong for me as the land well i'm i don't live in a place where there are lots of people around to walk on the yard well, and, do I, but still and people that live around here take great pride in how their yards look oh yeah and it's um it's just it's an important thing a desire for lasting products yeah new trend toward appliances mm -hmm. that are smart in quotes and automation uh, has one glaring limitation. 
software becomes outdated quickly. So uh, some of the young folks agree that, that, that not everything has to be multifunctional and shiny. They want a thing that does the job. You don't need a, a, a smart toaster and a smart fridge and a smart no. this. No. Uh, no. Microwaves are cheap and they wear out in a couple of years. So don't spend, a, spend a, a bunch of money on a microwave that'll be useless in two years. And last one, too many subscriptions. I think that we all uh, have fallen prey to that. I don't know how many TV things I'm paying for, new services, that kind of stuff. Um, oh, and the not options just that. change, uh, huh? I said, not just that. If you if you buy a video game and download the software for it and install it, you don't own that video game. You are leasing the video game. Yeah. And it could go away at any time. Same thing right. with some ebooks. If something goes wrong with a publishing agreement, they have been known to vanish out of readers. Yeah. Well, yeah, well uh, and if you shop at a store one time, they will start sending you texts or emails uh, yeah. to become a member to get our yep. text to be on yep. our list to get coupons. Yep. It's like, I want the coupons, but damn it, don't text me five times a day. We get the yeah. ones from, from uh, Kohl's because they're really good about those uh, discounts. Mm -hmm. Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, Petco, some of them come in handy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. but if, if you buy something off of Etsy one time, right. I've gotten two emails this morning. I don't want these emails. It's a great company, and it helps artists and all that stuff. But stop with the emails. I know. I like you Kirklands and at home, but come on. Yeah, <laughs> it does get to be a drag. So the Ask Reddit thread... Uh, ran through that, and uh, some of the boomers, some of us who are older and wiser, we're right, and you kids are wrong. <laughs> and it appears that some of the kids agree. So maybe all hope is not lost. There you go. Back in a moment, this is Drake Digital. Uh, Wes had some, uh, has uh, various stories. The autocorrect mess-ups are some of the funniest things I've ever seen. Now, in print, they seem to work. Let's see how they work uh, with just uh, the spoken word. Well, what uh, what has been done with these is these are people explaining the autocorrect situations that they've had, which makes it more funnier to just listen to. This one from Mary says, autocorrect just changed my text from I'm going to shave, save my muffin to I'm going to shave my muffin. And now mm -hmm. my husband is racing home towards some real disappointments. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. That, that's really nice. The other day, says uh, Ariana, I was actually trying to type the word ducking and autocorrect change it to effing. So I'm fairly sure at this point my phone is just tucking with me. <laughs> now, for some reason, mine will not take dirty words unless they're already they've already been typed in before. And believe me, on my phone, they have been. I bet. Uh, so sometimes... You got to spell out the you know P H U C, the entire word has to be spelled mm -hmm. out because it won't do it for you, so or that's enunciate a problem. Differently. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I guess you got to really hit that F hard. All right, Wes, go ahead. <laughs> this one says my autocorrect just changed daughter to disaster, and I've never been more paranoid that my smartphone could read my mind. Oh boy. <laughs> 
There's All a right. few more here. I texted my rather shy crush asking if he wanted to see my new boots. It got autocorrected to new boobs. He unfriended me. Nice. <laughs> nice. I can't, I'm surprised he unfriended. Okay, go ahead. Autocorrect just changed morning to morbid, and now life makes perfect sense. <laughs> yes. Agreed. And finally, this one from James says, My phone changed I'm doing well to I'm dying well. And now I'm worried autocorrect knows something about me I don't. <laughs> well, you never can tell now, can you? The the text line is operating. Some folks have sent, sent some, some uh, text in, and uh, just put it in your phone. 901-878-9420. Mail at DrakeHallMemphis.com is uh, the email site. You can write little words to us, and please spell them properly and use punctuation, or they get... Um, 86 immediately. <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, small habits, Sid, that we do to ourselves, with ourselves every day, and they're not good for us. I'm, mm-hmm. I want to hear what this is. And some are every day and some are just some people. But number one is you're, if you're taking long naps, that is not good. It's I guess it's fine to take a 30 to 40 minute nap, it says. Well, I'll be dead soon then. But it says, <laughs> I thought of you first when I read this, frankly. Um, it says uh, they recently analyzed over 20 prior relevant studies encompassing more than 300,000 people and found that naps lasting over an hour are linked to a 30% higher risk of all cause death and a 34% higher chance of cardiovascular disease in comparison Great. to people who don't nap at all. I know. Well, so, um, I tell you, I, that is an ongoing thing to read about sleep because mm-hmm. it's been. Um, in the past, you know, this past year, people have had great disruptions in their sleep and in their lives. Now, um, Wes doesn't nap, I don't think. You do sometimes. Mm-hmm. But ever since I began this, you know, morning routine in 2005, my life changed. And I was getting up. At first, I didn't pay much mind to it. I get up at like, you know, five o'clock, uh, take a shower drive and be there in time to like you go right on the air well you learn after a bit that you just can't do that you got to have yourself awake and be prepared to do this thing Uh, as somebody once uh, told me back in the old days when I did my first morning show which was a complete and utter uh, disaster um, you don't have time to warm up on the air the audience doesn't want to hear you going on but I'm sure I'm tired so um, <laughs> that changed to 4.30, and then it changed to, as time went by and um, various issues made me get up earlier, um, I've always been very nocturnal. I can stay up all night and sleep all day, because for a long time, I worked either at night or in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. So that's how my body was set for a long time. Now, I sleep twice a day and for, you know, three and a half or four hours at a time. I was out last night by 1030, but at two o'clock I was awake, peed, hour later, up, peed. So by, you know, four o'clock or so, your mind is already in motion as to what you got to get up and do. So by five, I'm usually up or 530 if I get really, really lazy. But by about noon, I'm exhausted. So I sleep in shifts. 
as many other people do too, that are that either work, you know, as you know, nurses and doctors or firefighters or you know, cops. Number of folks have strained schedules. So, those of you that can get up at like eight o'clock or seven thirty and work all day and come home and then crash, that's a nice advantage to have. But not everybody can do that. And I know that I probably, but there are times it's the only, you know, quiet and the only good sleep I get is the daytime. Because I know that there's nothing imminent that must be done. Unless I have to go somewhere or do something, which I don't want to do anyway. But um, <laughs> I just I just lay there until I can't lay there anymore and it's time to get up and and you know, function and then crash again about 1030. So it's different for everybody, but it probably isn't healthy. But then again, a number of things aren't healthy. Right. Another small habit that um, may not be that good for us because a lot of us go to the gym or walk or use earbuds in different places. Make sure they're clean. If you have dirty earbuds, you could get a rash, infections, allergic reactions, so it just says, make sure that your earbuds are clean and that I don't even want to picture anything. That seems Ugh. like advice that's about, you know, 10 years too late or 20 years too late. <laughs> yeah. There was the Walkman. You had earbuds in, headphones in. Um, that advice seems to be way behind. We wear headphones, not earbuds. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but people have these earbuds in all the time. All the time. And I and you can you know and your ears get full of wax and, and get get all you know funked up. So I don't know. That one to me seems to be um, old news. Yeah. What else? The next one is you're taking t- long showers. You don't want to stink, do but apparently you're supposed to. Uh, you don't want to strip your skin of essential oils. So if you're in the shower for t- longer than 20 minutes, it says. Chances are you can cut the time down to a bit healthier, 5 to 15 minutes, and then it keeps the essential oils in your skin. If you're in there for 20 minutes, you're playing with yourself and taking (laughs) videos of it. Um, Don't lie. You don't need to be in there for that long. And there is a a theory uh, everywhere that has been around for some time that we all probably take too many showers. If you wash off the bits that need to be washed off, um, you likely don't stink. Now, if your hair is long and needs to be cared for every day, you got to wash your hair and all that stuff. Uh, but the daily shower routine, I think the past year especially, has gone by the wayside in lieu of just wearing, you know, jammy pants and a shirt of some kind, <laughs> maybe. Right. Um, but... The every shower day thing uh, has been um, reevaluated as not being necessary. It's bad for your skin, and so on and so forth. So I don't know. And it's or up to you. and or if it's too long, turn more lights on so you can see the one the last ten hairs on your knee that you have to shave. Oh, sorry, I'm talking. Yeah, to I always have that problem too. Um, but I, but uh, but back in the day when I was up every day to drive. I showered every every morning just to wake my ass up. Mm-hmm. Now these days I do sometimes, but it's often the you know cold water on the face. You know, comb your hair back, brush your teeth, and then sit down. Mm-hmm. And then come you know Saturday night, like back in the old days, you have your one bath a week, and then go to the <laughs> barn dance, and you're fine. One so, bath a week, whether you need it or not. Uh. Exactly. 
The, the next habit is if you're following the five-second rule. We always, there's always some point during the day or during the week that you drop a piece of food on the floor and you're like, well, if I hurry up and pick it up, you know, if it touches for three seconds, it's fine. No, it's not. <laughs> Despite the prevalence and popularity of the five-second rule, research from Rutgers University says bacteria can transfer from the floor to food instantly. Yeah. Instantly. And obviously, the, longest, the longer it's it. down there, the worse it gets. So just, I ain't buying it. Yeah. Unless there are ants on it, I'm going to eat it. Next. <laughs> Unless you just mop really well. It, um, it, and the, it's, some of these things are, I, I don't know. I don't believe them. Go ahead. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I always, I mean, even if I mop once a month, which is probably f- not even that often, I'll still pick it up and eat God, it. So the dog hasn't walked there. <laughs> no, well, maybe not lately because of COVID, but whatever. I'm paranoid. Um, another one is if you're slouching, and I was just now doing it, and now I'm yeah. sitting up straight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Slouching isn't really that big of a deal, especially if you exercise and get up from your desk every now and again, right? And then it says, well, wrong. Besides doing a number on your neck and shoulders, habitual slouching is linked to heartburn, poor digestion, incontinence, and constipation. I did not know that. Because it increases abdominal pressure and puts pressure on the bladder. So it also decreases the ability of the pelvic floor muscles to hold against that pressure. So now we are Yeah, we're all concerned about our... You know, pelvic floor muscles a lot. Uh, I'm, that's a, my constant concern. Um, I think that there, um, I know that I stretch a lot um, when I, you know, want to like get out in the yard and work for hours and hours. That's exercise and that's stretching. But if you don't exercise or don't walk, or any, you should at least stretch out your arms and your legs and stuff. That um, seems to kind of wake you up a little bit more. I saw a thing last night uh, about Tai Chi, uh, which I've always uh, thought was pretty interesting and about how, you know, Tai Chi is a meditative uh, kind of thing for your brain and for your body. It also aids in uh, weight loss and in general, I guess, you know, mental health. I have friends who have done that for a long time Hmm. and I don't know how to start it. There's... There's probably a YouTube, you know, place to, 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 you know, but I, oh yeah, I have some small weights up here. I work with them to stretch and hear things pop and all that stuff. Other than that, you know, I'm a, if you have a nice big yard and all these tools to work with, get your ass outside and do that. That's a workout. Definitely. And the ride more doesn't count as steps. I've tried that too. <laughs> it does not count. You got to walk around. And do things with heavy instruments. And that's exercise. Yeah. So so is that all of them? That is all of them. Yeah. I I don't know. I think some of that, that stuff's a bunch of baloney written by some, some old people or something. Well, I, I do. I I mean, I slouch. We, everybody slouches. You're sitting at a desk or whatever after a while. Yeah. yeah you got to stand I, up straight, man. Yeah, because then you'll see somebody at the store or somewhere and they're, exactly. they're a little bit older and you're like... <gasps> Yeah. Gosh, they're so hunched. I don't want to be like yeah. that. You know, you don't, don't want to. Don't want to hunch like over. That. Just try to you know walk straight and walk fast. That's one of the you know advices that the, you know, always, you know, like uh, just going to like Sam's or to Kroger or to Lowe's. Walk fast. That's mm-hmm. a workout in itself. Just walk rapidly, and you know, you know, just you know, just just be up straight. Throw those shoulders back and try to you know look proud. As you're walking your dumb ass through Lowe's trying to find something that is impossible to find. 
<laughs> At happens least your heart every will be. day. This is Drake Digital. Wesley has discovered a list of five things, and I've discovered a different one. We're going to do them both, and then Sid's going to do a major faux pas on the part of a national company that brings packages to your house. Sometimes with an extra surprise prize in the package <laughs> that should not be there. Yeah. People are just stupid, but uh, they always get caught. So anyway, so when you're faced with a mess, I don't know how we're going to define mess. Wes can tell us. But you do these five things when you're faced with, what does a mess mean? Define well, the mess. This this is like when you have that one room in your house that stuff just goes to because you don't want to deal with it right then. You'll uh, get to right, it later. Right and across it, the uh, hall from me. Yeah. yeah and then about, uh, you know, it turns out suddenly it's 12 years later and it's just cram packed with <laughs> stuff. Bless. In the so, garage in America. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. So this is a five things method to approach getting that cleaned up and organized. It comes from a professional therapist, it says, uh, who wrote a book called How to Keep Houses While Drowning and Clean Talk Influencer, or something like that. Or (laughs) be that as it may, he suggests that when you're overwhelmed by something like that, or your house in general, you do five things while cleaning. You focus first on trash, then laundry, then dishes, things that have a place, and things that don't have a place. So I'm going to break that down uh, but that, those are the five general categories that everything know, wait a minute. put into so this sounds like a kitchen approach or because there aren't dishes in a guest bedroom oh, well you're tossing all your there crap could be. there could be there could be dishes in the living room there could be dishes in the home office there could Gross. be mm-hmm. uh, there could Not be around here, right. a a collection of empty water bottles that haven't been gathered and picked up and carried to the kitchen to be refilled oh, or you peed into them and left them under the bed because you were <laughs> oh, drunk yeah. <laughs> no it happens it happens <laughs> But the uh, the way this works is the first thing you do is you go uh, you just collect the trash. That should be obvious. Trash it, first. It, okay. It's trash first. You dispose that. Then you go through the same space again. You collect uh, clothing, shoes, and place them in a back basket. Ignore everything else. This is just the, the laundry stuff. And okay. then you get that out and get it to where you do laundry. Then you go through it again. You grab all the dishes and... Uh, anything that you know, would be taken to the kitchen to be cleaned you can take it all out of there and put it in the kitchen don't worry about doing them yet just get it out of that room and at that point they say uh, reassess the remaining items in the area everything that already has a place that's when you grab it and put it where it's supposed to be then you pile up the things that don't have a designated place and since Burn them. <laughs> there you go <laughs> or you decide what to do with them but now you've got everything everything else out so you ought to have some idea about uh, where the stuff in the final pile should go and he said you can break this up over the you know, course of days if you feel like it's too much to do all at once but it's just it, it, having a plan of how you're going to do something like that always works better for me than just looking at the room going all right i gotta clean this up where am i going to start yeah, this um my my mind went to the shows about hoarders which make oh, me, yeah. I mean, anxiety-ridden, nervous, just to see this stuff. And then they bring in one of these crews of people that tackles the mountain of newspapers, magazines, dishes, all kind of crap. And they find dead cats underneath stuff and it's that kind awful. of thing. Uh, but this isn't about being a hoarder. 
It's if you just have a place where you just toss all your shit and it just lays there. Now, we have a room that is a guest bedroom that has, I, I'm guessing that we still have Christmas ornaments and boxes and the tree and a bunch of books and stuff just kind of hanging out in there. And at some point, we'll, we'll uh, I guess, attack it. Now, this past weekend, I got inspired. Too much coffee. And I started to clean <laughs> this office. Yeah. And I started, I guess I got the got the pledge and a rag out and went over every piece of wood furniture in here. And once you get started, you kind of get into it. So I wiped down everything. Then I wiped down all the artworks, all the glass on that. Then I got my vacuum cleaner out, which is the best. This thing was about 70 bucks, and it is awesome. And I tried to vacuum up some of the rugs. I shook some out outside. I tried to wipe off the shelves, all the books and all the stuff on that. I did a half-assed job on that because it's just too much damn trouble. I hate um, Then I mopped with the... Why didn't one of us come up with the idea of the Swiffer mop and dust thing? That's the oh, best I thing I ever bought. Uh. So I mopped every inch of it. Then I did some more dusting and arranging. And then, then I did the bathroom. And it took about an hour and a half. But it's it feels so good when you're done. Will you come and to my house? No. Not a, <laughs> not a chance. Now, the rest of it downstairs is... This house is kind of a strange uh, you know, floor plan. So uh, my wife does the majority of that. She vacuums every day because of all the animals and furniture and uh but it's it's never going to be perfect. Uh, this is this 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 isn't a, you know, show home by any but I mean you know we all have our places where we dump stuff. Beginning with drawers, then it goes to rooms, and the garage is a never-ending nightmare. Now we had plants in there from outside which took up so much space. They've all been moved outside to get some rain and some sun. But all the yard implements and all that crap plus two tables stacked up with shit from God knows where. And that one, I ain't touching. We have things for goodwill. We have things to go over to the place where you dump old appliances and stuff like that. And we've been planning to do some of that stuff, I don't know, five years and haven't gotten to it. Get it out. But uh, I I start, I think that this urge to spring clean Mm kind of gets you in your blood. But now it's going to be turning cold and raining and when it's that kind of stuff it's uninspiring but so those are pretty good plans just isolate on one thing at a time and do it and then move along to the others right well Wes's list Wes's list I have to do every day for the person who lives upstairs well, so that's just his ask problem, me all not about yours. It. Well, that's that's that shouldn't be about, a problem. About no, time I, that he started doing it himself. Exactly. I'm I'm, that, I'm, I'm, you, I'm exaggerating. It's it's a team effort. Well, yeah. I, well, <laughs> that's just bullshit. I I did not tolerate that crap from mine, and they had to have things in order. Um, beds made like the military, tucked tight. No, that's not true either. But um, you know, clothes no, in yeah, the hamper, it, clean your shit. Yeah. It I comes with it. time. It comes with time. I did have a roommate once. I mean, we when we were adults, we were in our thirties already. Okay, maybe late twenties. Would leave freaking cereal bowls with milk still in them no, in the den. I can't half stand drunk that. Cokes, I cannot half stand drunk that. Cokes in the den. Can't stand that. Wouldn't no. bring the, to the kitchen. Gosh damn it, Jody. Anyway, I just, <laughs> if you're I listening, just, I'm I, still mad at you. 
<laughs> I can't tolerate that. I'm a neat freak. This office is, it looks messy, but it ain't because it's, it is organized. And I have that, um, that linear, um, neat freak kind of thing. If I have a stack over here of uh, post-it notes and they are stacked perfectly. And if they're out of line and there are <laughs> two pins laying right beside them and a lighter and, uh, some other stuff to my left, mm. Uh, is there's fruit over here, some water, some tissues, and they go right where they go. Uh, and the shelves look, look to be a mess, but they're not really because they're stacked up with books and pictures and stuff like that. But I, I, I just can't take the chaos. So that's why many people, I guess that a therapist would say that you're trying to have some order in your otherwise life full of chaos. And I guess well, that's how we look at maybe. it. Maybe. So there you go. I have five, the five happiest jobs of 2023. I find this hard to believe, uh, but this website is a credible one. And we're going to run that down in a few minutes. The five happiest jobs. I think you'll find this surprising in a moment. This is Drake Digital. There is a web page a uh, that i often refer to studyfinds.org and it's research in a nutshell it says under the main header and the topics they have here are the best of the best family health science society politics business and more and their lists are always uh, well researched and um just, you know, food for thought. And they're usually accurate, I guess, unless you want to be a contrarian and just argue the point. Happiest jobs of 2023, the top five careers that are most satisfying. That's the operative word, satisfying. So let's see. When we're young, we often grow up to dream of who we wanted to be. As we get older, those dreams start to shift. Reality sets in. And you realize that life is a pointless exercise. Why bother? That's not what it says. Uh, a variety <laughs> of factors can influence your career, such as what chances you have, your interests change, your skill sets change, or life events like having kids can make you change your entire plan. People that find any kind of meaning in their work tend to be happier as their passion and drive for what they do keeps them motivated. The happiest jobs for each person will vary according to their individual strengths or strengths and unique personality. Okay, that makes sense. It isn't uncommon to switch jobs or careers. I wouldn't know a thing about that because I've done only this since I was 14 years old. <laughs> uh, I, but I did take a break um, in Los Angeles to work in the music industry in a much different way. And it was the worst time of my life. Although it, <laughs> yeah. although it, although it, it was fun for a while to just to be in the middle of that mix of L.A. and music people and bands and artists. But in summary, I think it's it's impossible to live in that part of the country. I, it it sucked. So I got back into radio because I knew how that worked, um, kind of. But it was it's always unpredictable. Uh, so young people these days have had a ton of jobs and they change jobs, 
people in their 50s have, over the course of their entire career, uh, worked a ton of jobs. The survey shows that people 25 to 34 have worked an average of six different jobs so far in their careers. Does that sound about right? I guess so. Yeah. The idea that you have to stick to one career path is outdated. So if you choose a new field to dive in, you won't be alone. Um, Many employees in America, six in ten, want to leave their current jobs right now in 2023. Only two in ten describe themselves as passionate about their work. And you can tell it when you uh, encounter them um, in a grocery store or any kind of a, you know, service industry, if they're happy or if they're on, they just don't want to work and you can tell it the happiest jobs. People tend to report a higher level of being happy at are as follows. Number one, a physical therapist. Now I can see that being appropriate because of, well, you're helping people every day. Yeah. Uh, people that have had accidents or lost limbs or had strokes or have been sick and they have to get back to using their body. And so you're providing them with this incredible service. They are experts in movement and the human body that help rehab people uh, from things that I just said. They, uh, they take care of a prescribing treatment and educating the patients on what they must do to get back to where they want to be. And one of the best parts of being a PT, arguably, is you need to help others improve their health and resume their daily activities. In the pay scale survey, 9 in 10 of these therapists, with their job held high meaning, over uh, the entire uh, bunch, uh, uh, 4 in 5 of them surveyed, reported high professional satisfaction. And I, that would make sense to me. Because they're really helping people improve their lives. And they can see the impact of their work. Oh, yeah. With patients. And that's gratifying. Very. The ones I've known who are physical therapists love it. Yeah. Yep. So uh, it's a challenge, but but the payoff is seeing somebody walk again. And that's that's really good. The average pay for that gig, about 90 grand. You must have a doctorate and a state license in the field. I was going to say, they, they got to study hard and they work for that money. No kidding. Yeah. Number two, I thought was a little bit surprising, uh, but maybe not when you look at the breakdown of why these people are gratified. I have a, a, a few friends who have been uh, firefighters their entire lives, and they're happy. They all have uh, other jobs because firefighters usually work about three days a week, um, and the schedules change, so they have that job, and then they have, you know, side gigs. Uh, I think that it also, being a firefighter, just the, the amount of trauma and stress depends upon where you're a firefighter. If you're one in Chicago or Memphis, it's busier and more intense than if it's in South Haven. It's just a different level of things going, you know, walking all the time. Firefighters are trained rescuers and medics, and they respond uh, to any kind of you know bad scene. When I know that in South Haven, if they call for an ambulance, a fire truck goes along with it every time. 
they fight fires. They're, they're also in charge of uh, responding to medical emergencies, uh, hazard situations, rescue missions, and fire alarms. I've been in the fire stations down here when calls come in, and it's a trip to watch how they react. Because uh, sometimes they know that it is some punk who has pulled an alarm someplace, but they can't be sure. And they roll up on something that may be uh, entirely innocent. In some cases, it's something bad. Uh, the job is pretty dangerous, or it, it can be. I've heard some harrowing stories, mainly involving car accidents uh, and the things, that, things that, 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 that they see. Uh, can be very troubling. Mm. You got to be in really good shape to do this, going up a ladder into a house backward. That's one of the things that is part of their ongoing training. Uh, no degrees are really required, uh, but uh, it's a challenge in many, many ways. It pays pretty well. Um, well, that's a lie. I just the average pay is about forty nine thousand bucks a year. No way. It requires Only? a GED. Yeah. Uh, now, if you're there for a, a long time, I got friends who've been doing this since they were in their 20s. And they're now in their late 50s or beyond. And so the job gets a little bit harder as you get older and are called upon to do these you know, physical things. But they stay in shape and because well, they have to. Uh, sometimes uh, in the gyms, around here are, I guess, anywhere, you'll see a, a firefighter on a treadmill. And they're wearing their uh, turnouts. They're wearing um, oxygen tanks on their back, wearing all their gear, walking on a treadmill. That's how they train. And that stuff is so heavy. Oh, yeah. I think I'll have to pass. I've put, no, it on, I've put some on before. Yeah, it's me so too. Heavy. And they're, it's really heavy, and I think I'll keep doing this because it's... Uh, the, it's a challenging gig, and they are to be thanked for all that they yes. do. This one surprised me. Considering the state of education in this country and the proposed cuts to education, which just pisses me off to no end, and it should you too, uh, there's a certain party that doesn't have it. They, they don't see the value in education and the arts and things like that. Uh, they're more concerned about you know, you know, buying some more tanks. There's a there's a long talk to be had about that. This probably isn't the place, but it uh, it just happens all the time. They want to cut education. They they've already done that, and there are two jobs on this top five that make me wonder. Hmm. Number three, most uh, the happiest folks after they get home from work, teachers. Do you find that odd, considering the day and time we live in? I suppose, yeah. Uh, I guess if you're a teacher and you're in a good situation, it's really, really satisfying to be able to actually teach and see the impact that you're having mm -hmm. on yeah. on the kids. But if you're a teacher in a bad situation, I imagine you're just ready for the whiskey and a pistol every day. Yeah. Well, if not, <laughs> ask the kids for one because they're all armed, too. Oh, God. Um, you have to have a bachelor's degree and complete training in order to earn your teaching creds. The level of education required may also vary according to the, the level and what you plan to teach. 
Teachers in general report being happy with their jobs despite the current issues with funding for education and classroom conditions. The profession continues to attract young idealists. Ah, the young idealists. You'll learn in time. Uh, although half of new teachers are done within five years. That's yeah, the part that I was... I that. Uh, I'm not surprised. Although I know people that have been teaching for a long time and keep doing it. But the burnout factor has got to be extreme. When you're having to spend your own money on classroom supplies and you're worried about security and oh, the yeah. ongoing things. Uh, but what is the most gratifying is how they impact the lives of others, especially in the early years. It's great to see kids achieve and progress, says one person who teaches autistic kids at a place uh, in California. Kids begin with interaction skills that are sometimes limited and with no means to, 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 to really speak or, or you know, have any kind of interaction with other people. And so those are the things I would think are the most, most gratifying is to work with somebody that uh, has challenges autistically or otherwise and help them see the light and help them come out of their shells and communicate and be happier socially and personally and all that stuff. So those are the ones that are probably the most, the most gratifying as opposed to some of the other bad scenes you would see in schools around here or in many parts of America. Number four is a teaching assistant. As I recall from the past decade um, around here, many of those jobs were wiped out. They couldn't afford them. Yep. Yeah. And then you look at Shelby County Schools and their budget of $2 billion a year. Where's the money going? That's the one that has been discussed around here for 20 years. I remember when it, the annual budget was under a million dollars, and now it's two million, or is it two billion? I don't know. It's Am I wrong about that? With a B. Is it billion? Two. Well, no, the one around here isn't two billion. Well, yeah, it is too. Well, no, it it, it can't be. Wait a minute. There are a lot of schools. It's, it's going to be. It's a, over a billion dollars. Hold on. But it used to be under a million, so it can't be billions. See what you 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 find there on the on the search engine thing. Or... A one point nine three million dollar budget in okay twenty twenty two. Okay, not billion. That's way too much. Uh, the assistants uh, or or aides support teachers with classroom activities and other instructional things to help kids succeed academically and personally. They often help prepare lesson plans and monitor student progress. Teachers that I know lost their assistance years ago. So at least in this part of the country, that ain't happening. Um, no. But people that do that job. So are you apprenticing to be a teacher teacher as an assistant or what? It doesn't uh, say on here. Some probably are. Some aren't. Some may be happy with the, that position and not want to move on to full teachership. Maybe it's you know a side gig for them or something like that. But I'm sure there are some who plan to go into teaching for a profession, oh, yeah. and that's a good way to get in. And I found the story. No, the, the thumbnail was wrong. The budget in 2022, according to this May 18th story from the Commercial Appeal, was $1.9 billion. How can that wow. possibly be? 
I know, with them struggling so much. Well, you know, you got to pay that leadership that meets every once in a while. A, a billion is a thousand money. millions, right? Uh, yeah. That seems <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, Where uh, the hell's yeah. the money going? Yeah. To the new, you know, black SUVs for all the top heavy executives in uh, in this cluster. Oh man, number five of the top five most satisfying jobs: quality assurance analyst. What do that mean, you ask? Yes. Uh, the jobs yeah. are are, and this word pops up again, and this bothers me. The word forecasted should it just be forecast? Yeah. Yeah. In the present tense, this says they, that these jobs are forecasted. That's just we're, wrong. We're forecast. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that isn't a word. That's past tense. For extreme growth over the next few years, that was what they uh, they seek to obtain. Uh, the, the, these jobs often favor those with data and analyzing degrees. It can also be obtained without one by getting a foot in the door at another spot in a company. It may surprise people that the QA analyst is second on the list of happiest jobs in America. Quality assurance analyst. They test products and systems to see if they work right and meet the company's standards. So it probably isn't isn't boring. Right. No, uh, that includes the testing maybe. of plans, cases, and scripts to ensure accuracy. They, they, they tend to be good problem solvers and have great attention to detail, and uh, they ensure that everything works right. So they've been rated high on the list of those that are happy at their gig. What does it say how much money they make? Is that down here someplace? No. So those are the, are, are the top five, and I'm surprised about teachers and teacher assistants. That may be a regional thing, because around it, here, I'm thinking that, it, that it's sketchy, and five years is usually enough. Well, yeah, and, and probably where you are and in which school, because it's very gratifying, satisfying, and heartwarming to be able to see, especially in high school, the impact you have on your students and or if you get letters back from them as they're graduating or from their parents about how much you're, you know, about your favorite teacher, how much they helped. But then on the flip side, to not be allowed to break up fights in hallways in public schools, but what are you going to do? Stand there and see somebody get beaten to a bloody pulp with brass knuckles that they snuck in, or be teaching and somebody you've never seen in your life come in and start wailing on some boy, and you got to break up the fight, and then you go to court, you know, because you're the teacher in the class. I've seen both, so it's, it's. I mean, thank God for teachers who care, because I couldn't do it. They care for five years and they bail. <laughs> well, <laughs> what you just said you I've know, seen one's long stay in it longer so thanks. well so those are your five Any of them try. Um, yeah yeah there likely are others that people find uh, gratifying but uh, everything is a challenge these days and those jobs are certainly on that list but if you do them properly and you and 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 your and your payback uh, is seeing something improve and making it better then that's why you're happy if it's just a drudge dredge dreaded event every day, that's why you're miserable. So good luck and just get a new job someplace. This is Drake <laughs> Digital back in a moment. <laughs> 